Good day, grade 10 and 11 CSEC English students. My name is Vanessa Francis, and today I'll be taking you through elements of the CSEC English school-based assessment. Our lesson objectives for today include your ability to identify various components of the CSEC English SBA, you being able to describe the plan of investigation, and also you being able to describe the first two reflections. So, what is the English SBA? Well, it's a portfolio and it is based on an issue or topic or theme or event selected by each member in the group and of course approved by your teacher. This issue or topic or theme or event should allow for meaningful research as well as presentation. Of course, now you need to know what are the functions of the group in the English SBA. First and foremost, the groups are to be comprised of four or five students who are sharing a general topic. The members of the group are to work together to discuss and solve problems, to explain ideas, to learn from each other, to improve oral skills, to practice social skills, and of course, to develop leadership skills. Please note something very important. Even though you are working within a group, each of you is to submit your own SBA portfolio. There are certain tasks in the group and there are certain tasks that are individual. So the sections of the SBA that are graded individually include the plan of investigation, which is five marks, the reflection, which is also five marks, the oral presentation, which is 10 marks, and the participation measure, which is five marks. Now it is important that you remember the oral presentation is not submitted in the portfolio itself. Neither is the participation measure. This is a grade you earn. Now here are the sections of the SBA that are graded based on the group. There's a written report which is worth 10 marks that is submitted in the portfolio. However, the quality of within group behavior which is also worth 10 marks is not something that is submitted in the portfolio. This is also a grade that you earn based on the quality of work within group behavior. Let's now look at the plan of investigation, which you might hear referred to as the POI. So the plan of investigation is really the introduction. So you don't need a separate introduction. The plan of investigation is what acts as the introduction. So this introduces the issue or topic or theme or event that is being researched. And this section of the SBA should not exceed 200 words. So in order to successfully complete your POI, there are various steps that you should follow. So we're going to look at those now. So the first step, naturally, should be to select your issue or topic or theme or event to research. Now be advised, 
it is best if you select something that is of personal interest to you, something that you are passionate about, something that you are involved in, something that you will be comfortable talking about when it comes time for the oral presentation. You can be creative in your selection as well. Remember I said an issue or topic or theme or event. So you do not have to restrict yourself to the typical things that you would study for other subjects. You can be creative. You can study a hobby of yours, any interest of yours, as long as your teacher approves of it. That's the only criteria. Now you're going to focus on choosing your personal topic first. And then afterwards, the group can come together and based on what each personal topic is, you can find an overarching general topic that will cover all of those. And you have some general topics that will work like culture, lifestyle, or such. So after you've selected your topic, now you need to explain why you chose this topic or theme or issue or event. This is why it is important in, for you to choose something that you can speak about easily because you have to give a meaningful and well thought out reason for your choice. Now that you have that out of the way, it's time for you to name and discuss the expected benefits to you as a student of English. Now you're supposed to give no fewer than two benefits. Your benefits can include various skills and these can be things like improving your time management, improving your vocabulary, confidence, your research skills, your organizational skills, your interpersonal skills, and so on. So any of those improvements can be benefits that you can talk about at this point. However, you need to ensure that you clearly express these. So you need to name them clearly and you also need to show how they will be attained throughout the course of you completing the SBA. Your next step now is to clearly indicate three English skills you expect to develop. Your English skills are reading, writing, listening, thinking, and speaking. Now, for each skill that you name, you're going to give a brief explanation of what activity or activities will contribute to its development. So say for instance, you chose reading as a skill. You're going to show what you're going to be doing throughout the SBA that will develop your reading skill. So naturally you'll show that you'll be reading various articles or various pieces of information. You'll be reading your group mates work You'll be reading maybe feedback from your teacher, written feedback from your teacher. So you're going to show how each skill that you mention is going to be developed throughout the course of completing the SBA. Another important step is explaining how you intend to collect the relevant information for use in your SBA. In order to do this, you need to clearly outline a wide range of potential data sources. Notice I use the word potential. So you are not limiting this part 
to just the actual three pieces that you choose. What you're really showing is how you went about choosing those three pieces. And in order to do that, you would have had to make a wide search. So you have potential data sources such as the radio, the library, and the internet. And you also have different data types that you will find. So you can find documentaries on the radio, on the internet, on television. You can find blogs. You can find stories on the radio, on the library, on the internet, even on TV. And you can find talk shows and so on. Now keep in mind that your data types, you can be very creative with them as well. So things like songs and poems, plays, any literature-based activities, those can be included as data types as well. One key thing to remember is that you must, you must mention a paper-based source such as books, flyers, or actual newspaper among your potential data types because in your final selection of the three pieces that you're going to use in your SBA, one of them also has to be paper-based. So let's review what you need to do for the plan of investigation. So you need to make sure that you state the title of your research. So give the name of your issue or topic or theme or event. You need to ensure that you explain clearly why you chose that particular issue, topic, theme, or event. You need to ensure that you explain no fewer than two benefits of completing the SBA process. You need to outline your plan to collect artifacts. Remember, you are casting a wide net, so you're not only going to talk about the three pieces that you choose, you're going to talk about a wide variety of data sources and data types. You're also going to explain the English skills that you expect to gain and how they will be used. Remember, you need to mention at least three of those. Now, let's look at reflection one. Reflection one is an explanation of how each of the three artifacts you have selected help to shape your thinking about your issue or topic or theme or event. Remember, you are looking at each of your three artifacts in this reflection. And what you need to show is the extent to which your artifact either reinforced your views. So to what extent did your artifact basically agree with whatever you knew already about your issue or topic or theme or event. Perhaps it added to your thinking. So show to what extent it gave you additional information about your issue, topic, theme, event. Perhaps it went against everything you knew. So it completely contradicted your views. You need to show to what extent it does this. So remember you're looking at whether it reinforced your views it added to your thinking or it completely contradicted your views. When you're writing this reflection, you need to make sure that you state the title of the piece, the author and the source of the piece as well. Now, in the case of an internet source, 
you give the name of the article or periodical or program or web page. You do not just write the URL. Also, ensure that you avoid extensive summation of the details in the artifact. Limit your sentence to one or two. Remember to focus on the artifact's impact on your thinking regarding your issue or topic or theme or event. You are expected to give insightful details of how each artifact influence your thought process and to what extent. So remember, for each artifact, you are to focus on how your thoughts regarding your issue, topic, theme or event have been affected by the information gathered and not on the information itself. For reflection two, this is an analysis and discussion of how language is used in each of your three artifacts. The first thing you need to do for this reflection is to identify the type of writing or discourse used in the particular artifact. Discourse can be descriptive, it can be narrative, it can be expository, or it can be persuasive. Depending on the discourse, there will be particular features that are associated with it, and these must be identified and discussed in depth. So for instance, in descriptive writing, features include spatial ordering, perhaps even chronological ordering, the use of vivid adjectives. For narrative writing, you have the main element, which is the plot, your conflict, your climax, your resolution. Conflict, you have different types of conflict, internal and external, and within that, you have different subtypes as well. For expository writing, you know that this is writing that explains. However, there are different ways in which this explanation might come about. So you might have problem and solution. You might have cause and effect. You might have classification and so on. For persuasive writing, you know that the intention is to persuade or to convince. So you look at the different persuasive techniques and devices that are employed, such as your use of data, your appeal to authority, various figurative language, and so on and so forth. You need to identify the type of language used in the piece. The language might have been standard English, but then depending on the piece, you might have had some amount of Jamaican Creole used as well. You also need to look at whether the language was formal or informal. Formal meaning, just as how you speak to an authority figure, you'd use formal language. Informal, the type of language that is used among peers, so it would include contractions, it would include slang, and so on. So based on the type of discourse, based on the context of the discourse, whether these are familiars or they are not familiars, then you might have a level of formality or informality that you need to explain. You're also going to need to highlight any language techniques and devices or features used and make insightful comments on its effect and its effectiveness. 
Now, the language techniques or devices or features will vary depending on the type of discourse, vary based on the type of context as well. So you're going to point these out and talk about them. Now, you need to ensure that for each one that you pull out, you also make sure you include an example. You cannot talk about a language feature or device or technique and give no example of it. So you need at least one example for each one that you highlight. In order to comment on its effect, you're going to talk about how it made you feel. Did it make you think? Did it make you criticize? Did it cause you to create judgments? And the effectiveness, you look more at the appropriateness of this feature or technique or device. Was this metaphor, if you're looking at a metaphor, appropriate to be used in that context? Remember, you need to ensure that you give an example of everything that you discuss. So do not ever just write about a feature and give no example of it. So for reflection two, remember that you are focusing on each artifact. The same way you focused on each artifact in reflection one. However, this time around, you're going to identify and discuss the type of discourse employed and the associated features of that discourse. You're also going to identify and discuss the language technique or device or features used and you're going to analyze their effect as well as their effectiveness. Now that you have a general idea of what it is you're supposed to do, let's discuss how these sections will be marked. So your plan of investigation. In this section, you are given three marks total for the reason for choosing your topic and selection of title. In order to earn these three marks, your reason must be original and insightful and the title must also be given. You're given three marks total for the benefits that you explain. In order to earn these three marks, your benefits must be clearly expressed, sound, and attainable. You're given a maximum of two marks for the materials that you have collected. Well, the intention to collect. So you need to tell the type or nature of material. You need to give various sources for the possible material in order to earn those two marks. You also earn two marks for giving the use of English language skills and clearly outlining the skills and how they will be used. Now, if you're paying attention, you'll see that that gives you 10 marks. But in the beginning, I told you that the plan of investigation is worth five marks. What will happen is your total, whatever you receive, will be divided by two. So it's a maximum of 10 marks that is marked out of. However, it is worth five marks. Now for the reflection, even though you are writing three different things for the reflection, it is graded as one piece. So your teacher will possibly ask you to submit them in reflections one, two, and three. But in the final submission, you're going to put them together under one title, reflection. So the assessment of the reflection is based on this. 
the theme factors, which are critical knowledge related to the theme and how the material shaped your thinking. If you're noticing, that would be reflection one. The language factors, which is the analysis of language and good organization, that would take in reflection two. A reflection that we haven't talked about as yet, the process factors. So we'll talk about that in more detail next time. But for now, just keep in mind that it is the personal value or benefits that have been clearly identified. Now the reflection, even though you have three different things to do, is marked out of a total of five, which makes it very easy to lose marks, but also very easy to gain marks if you approach it in the right way. So based on a rubric, in order to earn the maximum five marks, you need to submit an excellent reflection which comprises three entries that one, discuss how the three pieces of material have affected your thinking about the issue. You also need to examine the use of language in the three pieces. So remember students, just as with every other SBA, your English SBA is vital to your final grade. If you fail to submit an SBA, then unfortunately, you will end up failing the exam. The SBA is marked out of 45, but it is worth 21% of the grade. You are also to ensure as much as is possible that you maintain the integrity of your work. Plagiarism is an awful offense. If your work is found to have been plagiarized, then you also jeopardize your overall grade. Utilize the resources available to you in order to complete your SBA and complete it well and successfully. Ensure that you work within your groups. Your groups are there for moral support, so utilize your group members. And also ensure that you are also a good group member. Remember that the English SBA is not only used for the English A grade, it is used for the English B grade as well. So if you are a student of only English A, it will go towards that grade. If you're a student of only English B, you also still need to submit an SBA. However, if you do both English A and English B, you are not required to submit two SBAs. One will suffice. So your SBA grade will be used for your English A as well as your English B final grade. Now, considering that you're not in a physical classroom space for your teacher to be able to monitor and ensure that you are working together as a group, it really is up to you and your group members to make sure that you are keeping account of your group interactions. Ensure that you keep accurate records of your various group meetings, such as the time of the meeting, the topic of the meeting, and even the medium of the meeting. The medium can include WhatsApp, can include Telegram, perhaps you met via Zoom, or you met via Google Meet. In such instances, you can have an electronic record as well. Depending on your situation, you can either invite your teacher to join your groups or to sit in on your meetings, or you can simply record these meetings if they're via Zoom 
or Google Classroom and send it to her via email after the meetings have been concluded and recorded. You may also take screenshots of your various text conversations and use that as evidence of group interaction as well. Remember that as groups, you are to share drafts of your work with each other and give necessary feedback to your groupmates as well as receive feedback from your groupmates. Based on the situation of each member of the group, you will need to devise strategies on how to best do this, whether it is via email or sharing pictures of your work or whatever means is possible. Try as best as possible to adhere to the given deadlines in order to successfully complete your SBA and be able to submit it on time so that you will get the maximum benefit of the marks due. Remember your SBA is almost a quarter of your overall grade. Therefore, you need to put in as much effort as possible in order to ensure that you go into the exam with the best advantage. Start working on each section early. Ensure that you read or watch or listen to as much information regarding each section as possible. Try and do your drafts early as well and get the feedback early so that at the end of the day, you would have maximized all the time and therefore maximized all the marks that you could earn. For the next lesson, we will look at reflection three, the oral presentation and the written report. These sections are also integral to your overall grade. So please tune in for that lesson as well. If you have not already done so, start thinking about the issue or topic or theme or event that you're going to research. Start gathering your information for this issue, topic, theme or event. Start thinking about the people who you're going to be in a group with. And after that, you and your group members decide based on your various topics which overall topic is the best one to use as the group topic. After that, you begin working. Remember to share any relevant information that you happen to come across with members of your group. While you're doing your research, you may come across something that will help another group member in their research. So share that information with them and they will do the same for you as well. So please just put out your best effort and of course reap the maximum rewards. Have a good rest of the day and stay safe.